For Friday, September 25, the 269th day of 2020, there are 97 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. Using the uh, Facebook, Watch, YouTube, Live, Periscope. Or the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has become the first woman to lie in state in the U.S. Capitol. And Sam Gormley stops by with the Cougar Sports Report. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. She is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's speed. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. It's Friday. Yay. That's always helpful. Yeah. I noticed uh, that uh, of all the bad news that you've received in uh, 2020, oh. I noticed that you did not say a whole lot when Amazon's Prime Day was canceled. Did you even notice that Amazon's Prime Day was canceled? To be honest, no, I did not. But you're usually a big fan of Amazon Prime I am, Day. I but I have you, a lot going you just on. love it. Well, it has been rescheduled. It was not held in July. It's being rescheduled for October 13th and 14th. So uh, a couple of weeks from now, you can get all your Prime Day uh, to your heart's desire. Is I love it. Good news? Yeah. All right, set your set your uh, clocks or your calendars or whatever mechanism you use. Misty is on assignment today. So we uh, say good morning. To uh, Grayson County Ag Agent, the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service, our dear friend Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Hey, I'm glad to be back. You've, uh, I've, we've not seen you were here a couple of times yes. while we were gone right. earlier yeah. this month, and now you're back. Um, Filling in for Misty today. Yeah, so filling in and filling out. It's good yeah, to catch up. Normally, you're filling in for me, so it's kind of weird to be here with you. It's but yeah, been a few, mo- a few months since I've seen you in person, mm-hmm. and so as a result, you have uh, grown a little more m- mother, mother to Bealey. Yes. That's that, a good way to put is that, it. Yeah. Is that, that's a very scientific term. <laughs> that's okay. Mother, mother to Bealey. I'm so excited. And um, so, how far along are you now? I- I don't even keep track anymore. It's my third one, so I don't, you know, you know just, I'm like, uh, I know the due yeah. date's the first part of December, and that's that's what we're rolling with. So I'm about six and a half months. First part of December. Yeah, this kid will get, like, zero photos. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. you, you just, after a couple, you're like, yeah. Okay. So into the final, rolling into the final trimester. And you'll oh, be, yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm in there now. It's just a matter of you look good. getting here. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's It's been... It's not been too bad, but we've been in quarantine, so it's it is what it yeah, is. I think I would eat more in quarantine if I were preggers. Well, you know, I, I can't say that I haven't. I, it's, it's 
you know, I'm, it's a good thing I'm sitting down. <laughs> I also noticed that you became recently the mother of a nine-year-old. Yes. And uh, how did you, did you take that okay, or was that? Um... Well, considering I have a nine, a, almost seven, and a almost born, uh, uh, we've had a lot go on this year. But, yeah, I'm I'm really proud of him, and he is you know, when the I think ten years old is going to be my big deal, but nine, seeing him grow up and seeing him do the things he does, it, it makes me proud, but it also makes me sad. Yeah, I guess so. Lots of milestones ahead yeah. uh, for you, athletically in all mm-hmm. kinds of good ways. But uh, and then uh, another uh, child of sorts, which is about to be sent into the world <laughs> on Wednesday. I was by your. I was on uh, down on sixty two mm-hmm. toward the the Y. And saw how much progress has been yes. made on the new uh, extension service building just in the last mm-hmm. couple of months. Yeah. What um, that it all just of a happened. sudden it, it took shape. <laughs> yeah. I thought, wait, they just started moving yes. dirt not long ago, and they've made quick work of it. I know you all are excited. Yeah, we really are, and I, that is going to be such a great attribute, I think, to the community because we are we're running over each other in the office down there now with not having enough room to do it, all the programming we want to do. So this is going to be a great asset to the community, and that has happened. And now it's going to slow down a little bit because they're starting to actually work on the inside. So <laughs> you're gonna it, it came up really fast, but they are working on the inside. Architecturally, it's got nice design yeah. you know it's got uh, good it's not just your simple you know block building right. and four you know it's a rectangle worked, it's got texture to yeah, it yeah we worked with a, an architect group that actually did the library and has worked a little bit with the water district so they're known in the community and and we're really excited to work with them yeah excited about the the potential for that i mean if you think about it this you know you all been having farm fest in yeah. that general location for yeah. the last few years mm-hmm. you know had to had to move it for various reasons yeah. but that's kind of been the intent is the mm-hmm. future home Absolutely. This time next year, imagine what Farm Fest is going to look like I'm on that campus so down there. So excited! You yeah. <laughs> it's going to well, be. Well, I must really have one that. Yeah, it's really going to enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Be nice. Actually, uh, this is going to be a warm and humid uh, weekend ahead. Next week, we'll see a cold front. It will bring rain and thunder on Monday. We don't mind. We're we're certainly happy for the. Certainly happy for the rain. Low pressure will bring chilly showers late week next week. Today, a mix of sun and clouds. 80 is the high. Patchy fog late tonight under partly cloudy skies. 64 and mostly cloudy and 83 for tomorrow. So a warmer weekend, a humid weekend, but be prepared because by Tuesday, high in the 60s. Wednesday, high in the 60s. Thursday, high in the 60s. So you might feel a little shocked to the system for the next few days. I am, but I like it. I love my summer. But, yes, I am looking forward to a little bit of fall. I don't like cold, cold, but I love fall. Fall's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Spent a lot of time yesterday morning talking about the aftermath of the events of Wednesday in uh, Louisville and what it means to Kentucky and uh, trying to make sense of it all and what it means. And really, uh, one of the things I shared with you yesterday, it's almost important, uh, impossible to put the proper chronology and the context, and there's so many moving parts and people speaking on behalf of this and speaking on behalf of that. So it's just, it's it's still continuing to struggle um, on, um, you know, what to, what to make of it. But we just kind of sit back and watch the images and watch the video. Uh, it was another day and night of protest in Louisville yesterday, not as, um, I don't think as fervent and not as uh, uh, violent as the day before. I don't know what to read into that. I don't know if that's a sign of things to come 
or if we should be bracing for the weekend storm or what might be going on. Um, I know there are protests, obviously, that have broken out in other portions of the country. You've had, you know, Portland, you've had Los Angeles, you've had other various areas where protests are occurring. And um, I I know we here in Kentucky feel like the world is watching the Mm -hmm. Commonwealth, and it is. And um, Kentuckians, I know, are also, um, when we're getting the attention, we get a little bit nervous. Like when we're when the eyes of the world are on us for the for the Breonna Taylor case, I think we all get a little bit uneasy. No matter what you know where we are on the issue or what our feelings might be, I think one of the things that I really have evolved toward in the last 48 hours is a better understanding that the outcry nationally is not only specifically of the Breonna Taylor case. It's that the Breonna Taylor case represents what so many other cases that people are impassioned about. And so it has a cumulative effect so that when there's outcry from other states and other communities about Kentucky not indicting and what a grand jury did and that justice was not served, I don't want to diminish the sacrifice of Breonna Taylor. But for a lot of people in Portland, Oregon, it's not about Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. It's about someone else who maybe paid that sacrifice. And so it just kind of makes us feel a little bit um, uh, uneasy because we feel like maybe we're being criticized as a state. And it's, you know, just important to remember that it's a much bigger, broader issue than, you know, seemingly this uh, ex- this particular case. Uh, Governor Bashir did comment yesterday about the conversation that he had with the president uh, the night before. He said that um, he, during his briefing yesterday, the governor said the president initiated the call and described the conversation to reporters that his comments were that it appeared, appeared we had things under control. He did make an offer that if at a later point we needed additional assistance, he would provide it. But he stated, and I agreed, that at this time we have the appropriate levels of law enforcement or peacekeepers there and that, if necessary, we have the ability on the state level to increase the support. Last night, about 11.15 is finally, 11.15 Eastern Time, is when the protest of yesterday finally dissipated, even though there was a curfew at 9 o'clock. And uh, the protesters had sort of fallen back. Their fallback position was the first uh, Unitarian Church Mm -hmm. in uh, Louisville that were giving sanctuary to protesters that wanted to seek uh, refuge there. And so they kind of got boxed in. And for a while, there was a bit of a standoff because if they had left the first uh, Unitarian Church, there was some uncertainty on whether they would be arrested or not because they were would have been on the streets violating the curfew order. And then uh, after that standoff for a while and letting things kind of cool down, then it, it, there was a signal given by um, law enforcement that told the protesters that if they would, if they wanted to leave that that property, if they wanted to leave the campus of First Unitarian Church, and they wanted to go home, they would not be arrested. And so you started to see people trickle away. And so, by and large, extremely peaceful yesterday. And I just hope that it remains that way through the weekend. I hope there are not instigators nationally who are trying to infiltrate uh, downtown Louisville over the weekend and stir up trouble. Yeah, so, I do too. Anyway, those are the hopes. My, my family, a lot of them work downtown, so they've, we've been watching that closely. 
745 new cases of coronavirus were confirmed by the governor yesterday. That brings the state total to 64,158, 13 new deaths. The positivity rate dropped very, very slightly from 4.59 to 4.57. 122 current ICU patients in Kentucky due to COVID-19 and 1.3 million tests performed. Uh, we did get some alarming news yesterday or last evening, one that certainly gets your attention, that a Caneyville baby died from COVID-19 on Sunday morning. Early Sunday, uh, EMS and the sheriff's office responded to a Caneyville residence after an eight-month-old baby boy stopped breathing. The baby's parents performed CPR on the child until medical workers arrived, but to no avail. Deputy Coroner Larry Holman said the preliminary autopsy results indicate the baby died of multi-system inflammatory syndrome, which is a deadly disease that has arisen in some children who contract COVID-19. He did add that the child had significant underlying medical issues as well. So yet another reminder about those who have, you know, compromised uh, health systems Mm -hmm. and how uh, deadly COVID-19 can be. The Grayson County Health Department said last night that 22 new cases of the virus have been confirmed in the county. Since the last update on Tuesday, the new cases increase our total to 412, and they say 32 people are isolated uh, currently and dealing with that. Some of the other headlines not related to COVID-19. A Litchfield woman has been arrested after passing out at a stoplight on North Main Street in Litchfield. This morning, about three LPD officers uh, responded to the intersection of North Main and East Walnut after a motorist told Grayson County Dispatch that a red truck sat through three green lights at the intersection. They found 56-year-old Deborah Decker had passed out at the wheel of a GMC Sierra truck after ingesting drugs. She was given a field sobriety test and arrested and charged with DUI. She was awake for her mugshot. Yeah. I noticed. She <laughs> well, and that's kind of the thing. If you've passed out through three green lights, but you still are subjected to the sobriety test. Yep. Got him. Yeah. I guess they had to wake her up in some way. I suppose. Way. A Litchfield yeah. man is facing a drug charge after the Grayson County Sheriff's Office responded to a Prowler complaint this morning about uh, 1230. Deputy Sean Fatress responded to the report of a Pontiac Grand Am with a uh, loud muffler pulling into a residence extra garage on Sal- uh, Sandland Road, which is just off Rocky Hill Estates Road. The homeowner ran off the man and girl who occupied the vehicle. Uh, Fentress made contact with Pontiac in the 2000 block of Rocky Hill Estates Road, executed a traffic stop for faulty equipment. 21-year-old Martin Velasquez and 16-year-old, a 16-year-old female were located in the vehicle. Um, during a search of the vehicle, they found methamphetamine, charged, arrested, possession, etc., 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 You've heard this song mm-hmm. before. I mean, it's, unfortunately, we hear this song too, write it, yeah. too frequently. President Trump. Um, we're, we're watching in the studio, by the way, probably many of you are watching in uh, your offices and homes, the uh, memorial service for Justice Ginsburg he is underway. I saw uh, Chuck Schumer, I saw Nancy Pelosi come in, um, former Vice President Biden, of course, is, is there. I've not seen some of the other leadership, you know, it's the kind of the Democratic Party's leaderships will, you know, be uh, more front and center for this, but uh, you know, Misty mentioned yesterday, she said, you know, the difference between repose and state. And a lot of it has to do with pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. The uh, lying in state, you know, the color guard and the uh, the length of time and the, the um, uh, some of the, the singing, the flowers, the, the all that various stuff uh, is at a higher level. 
and President Trump and the First Lady were there yesterday uh, at the Supreme Court building to pay tribute. It's kind of an ugly scene, too. I, I get it. I know the president's polarizing, but I, I do really hate that... The majority, the people who scream, be nice and be kind, it, they want you to do that until they decide they don't want to, and then it's okay. Then it's, you know, like all bets are off. Mm -hmm. But for that loud cacophony of, and I don't know if the media networks were dialing up the audio to make it louder, the president sidestepped it pretty well, said, well, I could barely hear him at the top of the steps. <laughs> you know, I, well, watching the video, it sounded like they were in the car with me, you know, or, or next door. So it just... Hard to, hard to see, but the tribute to Justice Ginsburg continues. They will have a private funeral service at Arlington where she will be buried next to her husband, Martin. Uh, I saw this video earlier in the week, and it really uh, it, it, it amused me. A Brooklyn Bridge proposal has gone viral over a bike accident. So young man drops down on one knee to propose to his... Oh. Yeah, his now fiancé... And so uh, you got a videographer on one side and then another guy who steps around to take a photograph. Only he stepped here comes again, steps into the bike lane. And the cyclist goes over the handlebars and over the person. You see, the, oh, <laughs> you see, you see, the, you see the, the crash. No, he, no was, he, he had to get the he had oh, to get the photo. Yeah. He had to he had to get the shot. And so sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Sam Gormley is going to stop by. We're going to have a Cougar Sports Report. Cougars, great win last night. We'll tell you more about it. That's ahead. You're on In the Know. Today is comic book day. Never been a fan. Uh, today is one-hit wonder day today. Always been a big fan of one-hit wonders. And may, maybe do some one-hit wonders in the next segment. It's also World Pharmacist Day today. So want to say good morning and thank you to all the hardworking pharmacists, in particular at Midway Pharmacy and all of their locations across the Twin Lakes. Working hard. Trying to keep us sane. I know. I know a few of those folks. <laughs> in 2020, so thank you so much for that. Uh, also, later in the weekend, uh, today oh, food, today is Food Service Employees Day today, so all you living in lunch, Lady Land, thank you so much. Uh, Ancestor Appreciation Day on Sunday and Chocolate Milk Day is on Sunday. He's a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award, two-time nominee for the Silver Sow, covering every corner of the globe from, uh, from Cloverport all the way to Harned. And all the way to Brownsville, Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How, How are you, you doing? I'm no, doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing well. <laughs> it's Friday. It is Friday, but it's it's not game day. It's what well, it is we well, we've got a game tonight. I mean, it's, yes, but it's not it's not the normal like what no, we would what no. normal, what, normal I, what we would usually do. I, I, the day after I get the Saturday morning to just kind of decompress and and everything and. I didn't get that this didn't get yeah. that this morning. I'm not, not not a fan of the Thursday nights. Cougars are three and zero. They are three and zero for the third wow. straight year for the first time in program history. That's great. Uh, by the way, what what 
what team was it they defeated in week two? Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can't remember. I've, I've forgotten. Uh, do, do you? Uh, they're maroon de- and black and white. <laughs> defeated is, is defeated. I think is putting it nicely. Yeah, uh, they dominated. Yeah, they I need I need Whitney to stay here the rest of the show. Hey, listen, it's okay. Yeah. They're rebuilding. They had a really good season last year. So they did. You yeah, know, did. and and our football team hasn't always been the most. You know. Um, extravagant, so we're doing, we're getting, we're gaining, and we're doing better. We're we're building a program, as UK coach would say. But I don't want, I want to take a total left turn here. But this does bring up an important thing. While you're here, I, I need a ground rule, or I need a ruling on. Okay, uh, is there some type of statute? Is there a Kentucky revised statute, or is, there, is it local ordinance, or what kind of requirement forces us to say fighting tigers? Because I think that's like giving too much credit where credit is due. Uh, I just think Tigers just, is okay. Uh, that's just our name, Fighting Tigers. T- fighting Tigers? Mm-hmm. I but mean, we not were when you get shut tigers. out. Well, no, but, you know, we have other sports. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. All <laughs> we right. have baseball, we okay. have basketball, we have volleyball, who have all been doing very, very well lately. So. Uh-huh. Okay, but what if we decided to? we wanted to be called the Super Awesome Cougars? I guess you would could you, do it. Would you be <laughs> obligated to say the Super Awesome Cougars? Uh, yeah, sure. If that's okay. what they All right. want. Just, I was just yeah. checking. Can I, can I vote against that? I don't know that I want to say that. That's a lot of words. A lot of words to say. kind of like, well, nah. more room to mess I'm, up. We're the Tigers. That's all. I mean, I've, I'm an alum. That's what I call. But, I mean, I guess technically they are the Fighting Tigers. I guess the one of the big takeaways from last night, not only 3-0 and mm-hmm. for the Cougars, but 3-0 and for the third straight year, which is, was that the first time in school history, Sam? Yes. Probably. Yes. And so it's uh, good to know. But also. So win number 200 in program history, which, you know, there are a lot of lean years in there. It's taken a while to get to 200. Mm -hmm. But the odometer finally rolled over from the 100s into the 200s. Last year they got their 200th overall win. But the the issue with that is that the first year was some JV action. So they counted that in the the overall. But this was the 200th varsity victory last night. So. I mean, anytime you, anytime you can cross a milestone like that is a, is That's a awesome. massive accomplishment. I did see Caden Woodcock's brother post last night that he thought he had handed the torch off. Uh, to Dylan had handed the torch off, but uh, a while ago. But I he I think he gave credit that Caden took it and ran really far with it because he had a great night last night. Four rushing touchdowns last night. I think he had something like 140 rushing yards. Uh, it didn't seem like Muhlenberg had really much of an answer for him. And, and in that game, and you heard Coach Jones talk about it in the, in the post game. and, and uh, the first half, it wasn't bad. They just It just was one of those things that they, they would move a little bit but couldn't get that next play to move it into the red zone and try and get some points. They were up 14 to nothing, and then in the third quarter last night, just absolute domination after an unintentional onside kick. <laughs> which is always the best kind yeah. to start to start the half and they score and I mean they had three or four drives that were less than three plays just bang 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 so we're starting to get I mean three games in um, I like I like that suggestion we're we're starting to get a uh, we're starting to get a better understanding or a better feel for what this uh, version of the Cougar football team looked like so um what do we know? Can can we start to gain some confidence in the Cougars, or are they the beneficiaries of some nice scheduling? Uh, I mean, I, I know compared to some of the options that Coach Jones had to fill that Thomas Nelson slot, he sort of, I, I'm going to say he scheduled down when given an opportunity. So that's not, I mean, I don't know if that's a fair comparison. I don't know if Brett County is a fair comparison. 
I don't know if Muhlenberg County was a fair comparison. Will Butler County be a fair comparison? Last night, I mean, Muhlenberg County was out. It didn't have seven starters. So due to suspension, injury, I know that their leading tackler, their radio crew was telling me had a lacerated liver. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I was like, that sounds, that sounds terrible. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Butler County is going to be that, that test. I think you're going to see that the week after against Graves County. And then, and then you hit one, two, three with Graves, Owensboro, Ohio County, which are three. I mean, the three best teams Grayson County will play all season long. And um, but not taking that Butler County is not a, a good team. They're still in that kind of rebuilding mode, and I think they're one year away from being quote unquote back in Butler County standards. I, I think what you're saying is if you could get through weeks five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. two and three, then you've said here's what kind of season 2020 is for Grayson County. Is that fair? Yeah, because I think if you win, obviously, if you win one of Graves, Owensboro, Ohio County, you're in the playoffs no matter what. Like you don't need, don't you really don't need any help coming that. Mm-hmm. If you win two of those, you're hosting a home playoff game, right. which has happened only a couple of times in program history for Grayson County. Well, obviously the Graves County game is winnable. Obviously the Ohio County game is winnable. Ohio Owensboro is always going to be a tough contest, no matter how good you are. And so that's why I mean it. Like that that three week stretch is a microcosm. You could throw out the first four weeks. You could throw out the remainder of the schedule. You could look at those three weeks and say that this this. Three weeks writes the story on the way that you look back on 2020 from a football standpoint. I don't think there's any doubt in that because, uh, I mean, playoffs is everything when it comes to Grace County football. you got to right. get there. Yeah, so Butler County is next week. Butler County is at Lewisport tonight to play Hancock County. What do you What do you expect? What What do you know about the Bears so far? Uh, I mean, we'll talk about them again next week. But I've done just a little digging into them. Um, it seems like they got a good offense. Defense is optional. Um Sounds like for them so far, uh, just struggling a little bit. Uh, but Jagger Henderson is their starting quarterback. They've got, if you've been watching basketball, Solomon Fleener is one of their big men down low, and he uh, is a massive target as a tight end. So they'll pass the ball a lot. So um, looking into just very basics, it should be a good matchup next week. Hey, I love the volleyball team's record 10 and 1. 10 and 1, eight straight wins. Again, the best start in program history. Uh, defeated Hancock and Western Hills on Saturday, defeated Owensboro and Whitesville Monday and Tuesday, and last night they, they took care of Meade County, swept them up 3 to nothing. And, I mean, t- any time you can be 10-1 and one in any sport is a massive accomplishment. Right. And then, uh, what, they go to, are they going to Central City yeah. next week? Yeah, it's it's revenge game. Muhlenberg County was the team that ended their season last year. So I'm sure that there's that little extra extra sense of motivation to continue and move up to 11 and one. Been a mixed bag for the Lady Cougar soccer team this week. Yeah, lost to lost to Barron County on Tuesday, nine to one. Beat Butler County though last night, seven to two. So a good win for them, and they will face Warren Central tonight at 5:30 p.m. And you'll be able to watch that game. K105 Digital Productions. Can you say the Lady Cougar soccer team played lights out last night? Uh, uh, yep, because the lights did did turn off uh, I see. Uh, in between the I, two games. Yeah, you see I what see. I did there, right, that they played lights out. I see what you and did And then Warren Central at 530, you mentioned. Uh, that is tonight, and so that is the contest that you're talking about that we have. It's, it is still game day for us. It is. So a little girl soccer action tonight. Yeah, first time to the pitch this season for us. On the boys, they defeated North Bullet, Campbellsville, and Butler County this week. And uh, they also will be featured on K105 Digital Productions. District game against Meade County on Tuesday. So I know that that's turned into a, a little decent rivalry for the Cougar soccer team. So um, should be a good match there as well. About a week and a half ago, the Cougar golf teams pressed pause and said, 
we're just going to hold over until um, until we can get back to postseason play. But that postseason play rolls around next week. Boys Monday, girls Tuesday. Those uh, matches will be played at the Elizabethtown Country Club. So luckily not a far trip for them. And I think, of course, they have played at least once this season. So they do have some familiarity with that. So it should be should be good. And they got some chances to do some damage in the region, too. You know, the nice thing about golf and uh, it being uh, socially distanceable and also you don't need an opponent to scrimmage to be mm. able to stay in condition. So they've been able to focus on their games throughout the last week, week and a half. So they've been getting you know just as good experience tuning up for the postseason as they would have if they were actually playing in competitive matches. And in ways, they've been able to focus on more things specifically, more time on the range, more time on the practice screen, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, cross country tomorrow, the hillbilly run sounds like something I would sounds like something I would enjoy it's, watching. Listen, there are great names, and then there is this name. This is fantastic as a cross country race tomorrow. Uh, I, I do wish it was like deep eastern Kentucky or something mm, where the yeah. hillbilly run would be happening. Right, or right. but uh, it's going to be at Nelson County High School, so it's in Bardstown. But uh, fantastic name. Whoever came up with that, I applaud you. There's a country song like the Hillbilly Rock. Yep. I think they should just put that on loop during the <laughs> during the whole thing, during just a hillbilly run, so they can say hillbilly run. Yes, it, it's fantastic. And uh, they race tomorrow morning. The middle school cross-country team that races tonight there. So they get right. kind of a preview. So, um, um, Sam, you're, you're dressed for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitney and I are dressed for play uh-huh. <laughs> because yeah. we're ready Casual for Friday. for tomorrow for game day. Did you think mm, two months ago, did you think we would be talking about UK playing football tomorrow? Honestly, no. You didn't? Yes. Sam, you I did, did think? I, I, I felt I like college, I co- college football. I was more worried about high school football yeah. than I was about college football. Well, it more directly impacts you, of well, course. Well, yeah, that, there's no doubt about that. But uh, I just felt like college football, the SEC's too. I mean, college football's a life. I mean, it's 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 up there with the most important things right. in life. I, I didn't think that the SEC would. When they decided, the SEC decided to stick with it, I thought, well, we're going to be safe. We'll yes. be okay. Yeah, there's no way that. Because you all know what? It just means more. It just, it just means, means more. more. <laughs> I, I did. I told some folks, I said, when the Big Ten was getting out, and when the Pac-12 was getting out, and they were all, oh, oh, and Yale was canceling everything as far into the future as they could cancel it, and, you know, all these liberal arts colleges, and blah, blah, blah. I said, the SEC will be the last man standing uh-huh. when it comes to college football. Everyone else could have canceled, and the SEC would have still said, nope, we're going. Now, I'm, I, I was never, I allowed for the SEC may also say, no, it's just not viable. But I knew they would be the last people to make the determination. And come to find out, now Big Ten and Pac twelve is going, Hey, can can we get back can in? We can we get back <laughs> can we get back in on that? We'd we like to play some foosball too. Yeah. And so we we'll, their, their we'll, players were had a lot to do with that too, I think. Yes, yeah. ab- absolutely. So um at Auburn tomorrow, mm-hmm. Terry Wilson, he'll say better than he was. Uh, than the Florida game of last year. So I have missed Terry Wilson tremendously in a U.K. uniform. I loved Lynn Bowden last year. I loved what they were able to do. But you knew they were playing beyond mm-hmm. their capa- – like they they yeah. were 
overachieving and overperforming, and you also just knew, like, well, win or lose, you know. But now, Terry Wilson back at the helm with the big blue wall, you have to feel pretty good about going to Auburn looking for only their third win on the road over Auburn in school history. I think they've got a good shot. I'm, I, I'm optimistic. I think they do too, but uh, I, I. But they I think always seem to be slow starting. That's what makes me yeah, nervous. Southern Miss a couple of years yeah. ago, you know, they, they are usually the first game kind of is a first game slug. But I'm not and sure if that's in, usually the first game they're playing. Southern Miss, Central right. Michigan. It's, it's we're this is Auburn. See, yeah. So uh, that's my question: is is what do we look at at the end of the year? Like you said with uh, with high school. What do we look at at the end of the year with a season if we're still five and five? Is that is that good enough for us? But you know how high school students, uh, how high school teams are, and college teams are mm-hmm. really not a lot better in this regard. That when you schedule the sisters of the poor for the first <laughs> two to three weeks of the season, yeah. it you know you go ah well we'll get it together when conference play. Hey, out of the gate, this is. This is the Kentucky Derby. When the gates open, you better break to the rail and yeah. you better go as fast as you can. And so I the football that I've watched over the last couple of uh, over the last several weeks has been much cleaner and yeah. penalty free and there hasn't been a lot of mental oversights. I think because of the unique conditions, mm-hmm. everyone is kind of dialed in and says I have to bring it. I, no plays off, right? right? I just I can't take any plays off. So I you know, I, I like the prospect well, I think of tomorrow. We're pretty deep. Too. I mean, in all positions, looking at the depth chart, I was looking. I think the only thing that we're not really at it well, what, middle linebacker, linebacker, or something. linebacker so, is the big the big yeah. worry. So, but um, you. But I mean, hey, I'm like I said, I'm optimistic. You also, I mean, you also got that guy too out there, and he he's gonna block everybody in the in his path. Hey, isn't he? listen. <laughs> you mean Captain Country Strong? Hey, <laughs> I want to tell you guys, he is a he is a he is in a. a you know, at college, I work with a specialist at UK, and he is in. He works with him, and he is. He is, he says nothing but praises for him. Listen, so I've known him since the day he was born. Yeah, and I mean, he's just one of the the. You know, he's just great, great yeah. young man. But I, you know, Captain Country Strong. When when he's in, there's a piece in Kentucky Today today, and he said, you know, that guy that was defending the coal mine said there'll be no coal coming in, there'll be no coal, <laughs> like no trains coming in, no trains yeah. going out. I that's like Landon telling mm-hmm. Landon Young telling the media yesterday, they're gonna have to earn every blade of grass, and I thought. What a perfect line. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. you're going to, you have to, you better ratchet up that chin strap and yep. you better bring it. So I really hope they play well at I Auburn do. tomorrow. So Sam, thanks for stopping by. What time soccer, girl soccer tonight? Uh, 5.30 kickoff. So probably about 5.15. 5.15 on K105 Digital Productions. Congratulations to the Cougars. Off to a great start. And go catch tomorrow. Got to get to a break. Back with more here on In the Know. Did you know, until 2015, it was illegal to dance in Japan after midnight. Really? You couldn't do the mashed potato, couldn't do the running man, you couldn't do the, I don't know. 
You mean like dancing in the street, yep, dancing no, in your house? Yep. I no, mean, no, like, t- no tomfoolery after midnight. No kind of like the whole ice cream in your back pocket. Walk. I guess so. It's just kind <laughs> just of silly. I'd like to know what happened in 2015 that uh, you know that 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 changed the rule. I certainly don't don't know uh, what led to that. Uh, what do you need to know about? Oh, Times Square. New Year's Eve organizers say the event will go virtual. No crowd will be on scene for the new year. Oh, no. That'll be different, though. I'm not going to get to go this year. Oh, wait, I didn't go last year. It will be different. It will change the New Year's Eve celebration Mm -hmm. because no matter what you're doing. But everybody will be so ready for it to be over. to watch it. Although, I saw saw a piece of Trevor Noah's monologue last night from The Daily Show that says he's glad because... He will forever not celebrate a new year until he knows what the new year is going to be like. He yeah. says that he foolishly celebrated the arrival of 2020, and then look what we got. So yeah. he says that it's all his fault. He's uh, he says he's not gonna he's gonna wait and see before he decides to celebrate. Chris Rock is going to host the first live episode of Saturday Night Live since the pandemic. Mandy Moore is pregnant, expecting her first baby with Taylor Goldsmith. <laughs> oh, by the way, we learned yesterday that the premiere of This Is Us is coming sooner than we originally yeah, thought. Like two weeks I think two, earlier? two weeks out. I think so. Whitney, are you a This Is Us person? When you get an I'm opportunity, sorry, you should binge watch it. She it's good. She has small children. Yeah, I well, know, but I when know. you get an opportunity, just, I, you should. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to. You I have should. a little bit of time during maternity leave. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. Uh, drive-ins and cinemas will be hosting Halloween, Halloween 4, and Halloween 5. So if you like scary movies and you want to do something for the Halloween season, uh, you can look forward to seeing scary movies at the drive-in or the cinema. Do you think trick-or-treat this year? Um, you don't think? Or unless it's like the prepackaged little, you just drop it in their bag and go. Well, so I'm seeing multiple things, um, like candy bags on a stick coming up your uh-huh. sidewalk. Have you seen those yes, on Pinterest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think. I don't know. I just, just be allowed to trick or treat. And as I told you last segment, today is one hit wonder day. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite one hit wonder? You know, the Macarena is one of the more famous one hit wonders. I have a lot of videos out there of me doing the Macarena that I hope don't ever become. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know they existed. Now I'm on yeah. a quest. Uh, well, you probably just I, you I can find to, them. Uh, <laughs> I, need to, I need to find them. Um, the, there are the 100. So today's One Hit Wonder Day. I found the 100, the 100 most, the 100 best One Hit Wonders. Okay. So this is number 10. Hadaway, What is Love? Not a fan. Well, but but I mean, you can you understand why it. it's a one hit wonder. Yeah. And what is is that the Night at the Roxbury song? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. It is. Uh, at number nine, the Church Under the Milky Way from 1988, and I've never heard it. How is it that someone who graduated from high school in 1989 doesn't know a one hit wonder from 1988? I'm calling know. crap. Uh, number eight, 99 Luff Balloons from 1984. Nana. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Now, what about from 1997? Unleash. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Gotta let that clear. <laughs> um, do you all know the song Flagpole Sitta? Yes. Mm-hmm. But what is it? Harvey, is it Harvey Corman? No, it's not Harvey Corman. He was on the Carol Burnett show. 
was it uh, Harvey Wallbanger? No, it's not Harvey Wallbanger. Harvey Danger. Yep. This I, I remember all of this. Yes. Miss Buckles, you're shaking your head. This is your era of music. You didn't well, like. I know. You didn't like this song. <laughs> well, the reason I'm shaking my head is I'm so surprised that she knows. Well, you know why? And this is this is telling on me a little bit. But when <laughs> I was she in is high so school, young. well, when I was in high school, the American Pie movies were out, and this was one of the main oh, songs from that. And that so that that whole era and that whole soundtrack was music we all listened to. At number six, the Contours. Do you love me? Of course, this song most famously featured on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. I can really shake them down. Love it. I guess I never really thought about the contours didn't do anything else. But, I mean, it. It makes sense that they didn't do. Yeah, like, did they have to? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't say, know anything. Uh, Aha, take on me. Yeah. Number five. Oh, that'll be stuck in my head all day long now. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie and Brulia torn at number three. I do like that one. The Sugar Hill Gang Rapper's Delight, number one, mm. from 1979. Oh, yes. I said a hip, a hop, a hippie to the hip okay. to the hip, hip hop, and you don't stop. I mean, come on. Yeah. And then in Wedding Singer, when the grandma does it. Very good. But at number one, the greatest one-hit wonder of all time, Modern English, and I Melt With You from 1982. I don't know if I agree with this. I don't know that I would either. Making love to you Does Ice Ice Baby count yeah, as a one-hit wonder? I mean, he had a follow-up, but yeah. I don't know if it counts. So. Anyway, Modern English. Greatest one hit wonder of all time, according to someone. Gotta get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the week. You're on In the Know. Cause the sky is finally open. The rain and wind stop blowing. But you're stuck out in the same old storm again. MB's point to ponder for today. What singer? Do you believe can't sing, but everyone else seems to love? Post Malone. You think Post Malone? That's you were not, quick. not a bad one. Okay, so for me, sing, but he'll he'll admit it. Taylor Swift. Oh, you no. think Taylor Swift can't sing? I mean, or you just don't like the way she sings? There's a difference. I'll tell you who can. It is what it is. Casey, Casey Musgraves. <laughs> Casey Musgraves can sing I love her. without a doubt. She so can does sing. he. Oh, oh yeah. I don't. Just, really care for her that bad. she can sing i like her she can i don't know uh, like when i was when i was pondering that question i thought you know i don't really know i mean there are some non-celebrities mm-hmm. yeah they say have you ever heard them sing they can really sing and i go no they can't really sing I, mean, watched, I know you think they can but really they can't we watch the mass singer a lot or my kids do i i just catch it by you know association mm-hmm. and there are a lot of uh, actors that can sing you know that's why it makes it so hard is did you see and i saw i saw one contestant and then moved on mm-hmm. uh did you see i can see your voice the other night it came on after the mask singer yeah i the kids tried to watch it but i did not i thought it was good you know they get to decide and they have to the contestant if they get five right then mm-hmm. they win i think a hundred thousand oh, dollars wow. but they're each worth ten thousand dollars but the very first one it was a guy wearing golf pants and a golf shirt and he's got his golf cleats on he looks like you know he's just walked off the golf course and they decided he couldn't sing turns out he's a professional musician you know it's like okay. he could okay. so there's huh? that big build up i think i said i mean about the disney 
mm-hmm. aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So there was a hidden Mickey in there. Oh. Yeah, on the first show. Really? Yep. I have to go back and look. Uh, to, pull it up. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1957, nine black students who'd been forced to withdraw from Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas, because of unruly white crowds, were escorted to class by members of the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division. In 1789, the first United States Congress adopted 12 amendments to the Constitution and sent them to the states for ratification. In 1911, ground was broken for Boston's Fenway Park. What a waste of time. In 1981... In 1981, Sandra Day O'Connor was sworn in as the first female justice on the Supreme Court. Arnold Palmer died this date in 2016 at age 87. Birthdays today, Barbara Walters is 91 today. Michael Douglas is 76. Cheryl Teagues is 73. Anson Williams is 71. Who's Anson Williams? He played Potsy on Happy Days. Mark Hamill is 69. Who's Mark Hamill? Luke Skywalker is 69 today. Heather Locklear is 59. Scotty Pippen is 55. Will Smith is 52. Catherine Zeta-Jones is 51. Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino, is 37. Scotty Pippen being 55. Scotty Pippen. Wow. Uh, Gone but not forgotten, Phil Rizzuto was born this date in 1917. Let's go to Chart Toppers. <laughs> Uh-oh. 1968, Merle Haggard was number one. First thing Mama I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing youngins. up to ride. Mm-hmm. On a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound, and no one could change my mind but Mama tried. One and only rebel child. Do I want to have to listen to the next verse of this just to get to the just chorus? To get to the chorus, <laughs> please. I mean, I, like I guess I do. It's really good. I turned 31 in prison. And she's so young that she loves it. I turned 31 in prison doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama tried. Mama tried. Oh. Mama I tried. <laughs> and I stayed with it. I got two whole verses and got uh, really all the all the first all chorus. Let's go to 1977, The Emotions, number one. With Best of My Love. Let's go to 1986. Did I mention we were going to 1986? That's okay. my birth year. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Huey Lewis in the news. Stuck with you. Do you remember this song when you were born, Whitney? No. No. I don't. All right. Just check it. You might have heard it down the hall at the nurse's station. Maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the nurses were listening. You, yeah. you were in there in the nursery. Going, man, that was quite the journey. That's funny. <laughs> Let's go to 1995. Now, I do know this one. Mm-hmm. 1995 was the year. 
Michael Jackson was number one with You Are Not Alone. That was around the period of time where we went, did Michael Jackson fall in the whiteout? Like, <laughs> what? What happened? Bleachy. He did. Let's go to 2004. Oh, my. Now this one, too. Mm-hmm. This kind of turned into an anthem. You know, 2004, that stretch, 2004, 2005, the Black Eyed Peas. Lose control of body and soul. Don't move too fast. People just take You know, they're still together, but without Fergie, I don't think they're kind of the same. Yeah, you know, I don't know well, if I... This song was our junior miss intro at our state contest, and I was sick of it by the time the week was over. Yeah. Aren't you glad you got to hear it this morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I can tell. Uh, also, Katy Perry, Roar, was number one seven years ago today. Whitney, thanks for coming in. Yeah, it's good to, to see you. Uh, hopefully, you get to come back uh, again very soon. Yeah, uh, certainly before December. Oh yes, yeah. please. Yeah, okay. Like to like to see you. MB's uh, pearl of wisdom for today: Love is that condition in which the happiness of another person is essential to your own. Love is that condition in which the happiness of another person is essential to your own. MB's pearl of wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.